Well, hello there. Good evening and welcome. This is your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. My name is Enimoa Enim Ado, and this is Strong and Sassy. Yeah. I just felt like doing the um, effects. We're here every Wednesday. If this is the first time that you're tuning in to Joy FM around this time, well, we're here every Wednesday from 7 o'clock till 8 o'clock. And we have really amazing conversations about a lot of different things in different accents. So, you know, it might be British, might be American, might be Portuguese. You never really know. But tonight, we're talking about toxic masculinity. So, okay, first of all, let me say a big thank you to Koji Angson because we were kind of chit-chatting and he brought up the topic. And um, so thanks, Kojo, for that. But we're talking about toxic masculinity because it's a phrase that people throw around a lot. Um, you know, you'll hear this guy's so toxic, you know, and it's a lot of toxic masculinity going on. And a lot of times you're actually wondering whether those who are calling people out for toxic masculinity actually know exactly what it is and if we're actually identifying the right things as toxic or it's actually what our society has come to accept over the years and and so how do we then move into a place of non-toxicity um so that's the conversation that we're having we um are interactive so our um, text lines are open 055-1111997 And who knows, maybe we'll open the phone lines a little later. But I really just want us to delve into the conversation. We're also live on Twitter, so you can watch us there. So I have um, usual suspects tonight. I have Isina Batali, who um, is a few minutes away. So um, she's going to join us in a second. But I also have Adipa. I haven't had her on for a while. We missed you. Yep, missed you too. Um, so Adipa is also joining us. So let's get right into the conversation. Mm-hmm. So the toxic masculinity in Edding. Okay, so I also got to know that it's a word that is being thrown around lately. Um, But I did a a bit of research. Mm -hmm. I I just wanted to understand what that phenomenon is, where it's coming from, and how it has come to find its place, um, let's say, within our environment. Maybe it has become more like a jargon or a loose word that we throw about, but historically um, we are informed that it came out of the fourth generation feminist groups I see yes fourth generation feminist groups so it's not too long Mm. maybe some decade and a half okay yeah because it's not really a a phrase that we were used to growing up for those of us very old people exactly but we all understand how the feminists started their work Mm. when they felt that women must be given a voice um, the right to vote, the right to participate in, let's say, universal adult suffrage. I think that's how this whole conversation about feminism started. So at a point, some men felt like, no, are we giving them too much? Um, you know, this equality thing has been on since the 70s. Um, women fighting for equality leading to the Beijing conference, conference. and mm-hmm. all and all. And some men have started feeling peeved mm, that are okay. we giving them too much? Are we feeling less than men? Okay. Um, this is a man's role. Is the woman taking over? Okay. All right. So there are a particular sect of men who believe that, no, 
the original place of a woman is not in quote in a courtroom but in mm -hmm. the kitchen mm -hmm. and so a woman must be forced to be in the kitchen so that he the man can go out and work and come so that the woman can cook there are some men who are still steeped in those thoughts so they are masculine mm -hmm. but part of the masculinity is a toxic idea it's nuanced but it's a toxic idea that seeks to control Mm -hmm. dominate mm -hmm. and um, exercise yes so dominates the environment within which the man finds itself so it's not particularly in a marital or um, home home relationship but okay. Okay. You, you see it in the workplace you, you see it in a church you see it probably in the mosque you see it um, in the market wherever you are or wherever you find males you will find one or two of them exhibiting such characteristics. Mm. So yes, there is a phenomenon called toxic, toxic masculinity. But as to how we are applying that very well in our already patriarchal system, mm. it's what we, we must come up for discussion. That's my opinion. That's, that's very interesting. And thank you very much for that background and history. It, it really makes sense. Um, because when you hear people talk about it, they're talking about it in very trivial, yeah. very light. Yeah. But then again, it's the kind of mindset that will seep through from the major to the minor. Yes. So it can reflect in major decision making in corporate structures or in, in workplaces. Yeah. And it can also reflect in little, little things such as, I'm not going to help you to bath for the children. Yes. Or I'm not going to change diapers because no. men don't do men that. Men don't do that. Yes. So when I was thinking through this whole topic and looking at our Ghanaian and African society, I realized that to us it's no new phenomenon. Mm. It's it just is, a new phrase. It's a new phrase, you know, for an old system. Mm. Because ours have been a very steeped patriarchy. Men dominate mm. naturally. Um, I think now it's getting better. Um, our mothers told us years were better, so I can imagine the days of my grandmother. Mm. You know, you had no voice, you had no say. What who your father says you should marry is who you are marrying. Yeah, you don't have an option, and your brothers have to agree. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, you know, um, how you are educated is your father's soul. Decision. Decision. An idea. So your mother has no say. Oh, Papa saw my uncle school. I mean to me, yes, she. You remember when we were growing up, um, this this song that came out, send your girl child, child to, to school. school, send your... You know, right now, in, in urban Accra or cosmopolitan Accra, a campaign like that may not resonate as no. much because you'll be like, I mean, if I told my my 13-year-old, my 14-year-old daughter that, you know, there's a campaign to send girls to school, it would be very foreign to her. Like, I mean... What do you mean? Like, what what's the... Yeah. Yes. Yes, but then it was a big deal hmm. because the men were going to school and the women were increasingly being used as mothers. They were, they were being groomed to be mothers. So 13, 14, they do the bra girl or the depot or something and they send you off to go and give birth because that is what a woman must be. So for us, the society has already been toxically masculinated right from wherever it's coming from. Maybe it's our modern day men and uh, the people of the other gender 
who are now finding new names for what already exists. But you see, whether it is overt or covert, it is something that we need to gather and fight against. Mm. However trivial we think it is operating within any environment, it shouldn't be encouraged because it produces in itself a form of aggression. Mm. A form of entitlement. Enti that, that is what I hate, you know, that when men think they own us, mm. like, and, and in, in some communities, even in Ghana now, women are just shuttles. They will count everything, including animals, before they count a woman. Because mm. you are part of the man's property. So he will count everything and name them. He will take a census of everything and then say, oh, I have 3,000 animals plus one woman. Mm. Yes, because you are part of his properties that he has to account for and not part of his life. Because for all you know, you were bundled and thrown to his house one morning and you were just told, he has come to marry you. He's paid your bride price. This is your husband. Go and live with him. And so you are not even part of the family. And it is happening in this, our current system, our current Ghanaian system. Maybe, as you rightly said, in cosmopolitan Accra or in the other areas, you might not find people um, ordinarily doing this because it looks a bit antiquated and a yeah. bit out, out, outmoded. Mm -hmm. And it's, you might rather attract a lot of stairs when you go about certain things, I mean, being so steeped in culture and religion and all. But trust me, this is just the fringes. When you go deeper, you find some of these um, cultural practices and extremely toxic masculine nature in the communities. And the women are enduring them. The, the societies are enduring them. And they have become a nightmare to everybody. So, I mean, as you are speaking, I'm, I'm thinking about tradition. Yes. And I'm trying to draw in my mind's eye um, the difference between tradition or culture and toxic masculinity, if there is a line in the first place. Because I'm thinking about everyday activities, Adipa. So, for example, um, there's a group of us at work. Somebody brings kinky mm -hmm. and fish. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's six men and three women in a team automatically the men sit mm -hmm. and the women are, are, are almost forced to move towards the food to organize it. Yes. Um, on the other hand, you may be in an office, the ceiling falls down, the women run to one corner and the men kind of, you know. Yes. So, so the thing is, where is culture? Where is tradition? And when, when do all those little, little things that we, we naturally do, because then you may have the nature versus nature argument, mm -hmm. but when do all these things then become toxic? So, anymore, we are, um, we are a, a creation. I'm, I'm talking about the female and male systems. We are a creation of society. <laughs> For now, it's male and female. In a few years, there to be male, trans male, <laughs> cis male, why, why? <laughs> <laughs> so the way it's going. So for now, until we then, are male and female. Until yeah. then, mm -hmm. yes, until then, mm -hmm. we are male and female. But whoever comes to join us in this cohort, hmm, yeah, yes, he will come with his own problems, and we'll deal with it when of he appears. Course, yeah. But we are a creation of society. Um, our culture has naturally molded us. If it's not our culture, really, we may not be fighting certain things that are 
being introduced to us because culture doesn't accept this. Our culture says that this, that, that, that. So we are a creation of what the, like of our different culture. And I must say emphatically that our culture is beautiful. Mm. Our laws, um, let's, let me say anything that is contrary, okay, to the human rights provisions in the constitution must be declared unconstitutional. You understand that? So anything or any cultural practice that actually saps away or takes away your human right is not permitted by law. And consistently, the courts have quashed certain, you know, inimical cultural practices, trucosi, um, some um, widowhood rights, mm -hmm. and all. So, yes, we are growing as a society, and we are trying to fine tune how we live culturally. But I must say that our culture is very beautiful. And I'll be the last to say that let's depart from our culture. And, and naturally, naturally, men lead. It, I mean, we can't run away from that as, as women. We lead, yes. But naturally, I think the role of a man is leadership. Sometimes I think that, and forgive me, I agree with you when you say men lead. But sometimes I think men lead on the outside, or they lead for sure. Because most men who are leading have a woman behind them, almost pulling the reins. Definitely. Definitely. You see, but that doesn't put us a, in, in, in subservience to, to the men. All right. But the honor and the dignity and the respect, the reverence, the, the reverence that we have to that accord to, yeah. to a man has been culturally defined. Mm. You understand? Because you, you grew up having such deep reverence for your father. And that permeates through your relationships with other men. Of course. Because, yeah, I can't necessarily tell my father this or my brother that. How can I tell another man that? It, it's part of our culture. You know, we were, we were, we were trained in a certain way um, or socialized so was to respect that a good men. thing? Because that also created a culture of abuse. It, so that is where the toxicity mm. comes in. So it's not just about the masculinity, but the toxicity of it is what we are discussing. So I recall that when you were having your discussion with Emifa, you were saying that, oh, we want the men to be all nice and masculine. And now we come back screaming that they are being toxic. If you are being toxic, you are being toxic. And so you are, yes, you are a man. You are doing a few things like, or you are doing what the man is supposed to do. But must I be beaten? Mm. Must I be your, your object of aggression? Mm. You understand? Yeah. Must, uh, must you show a lot of sexism and stereotyping mm. towards me because you are a man? Hell no. So that is where it becomes toxic. So the parts, I went into the law because the parts that are toxic are being dealt with. By the law. By the law. Hence domestic violence, yes. rape, child yes. marriage. Yes. Even to other things like female genital yes. mutilation. Yes. And, and they are all outlawed. And that is why it's a criminal offense. Because otherwise, then somebody will ask, yes, um, she's my daughter. I see the thing should be cut. What's your problem? But it's been outlawed. Mm. It's a criminal offense, and you can't just do it. You understand? Though it is cultural, but it has 
a lot of human rights violations embedded in there, abuse embedded in there, and the law will not permit anybody's human rights to be taken to be violated. Yes, to be taken away or violated. So the ones, the excesses, are what the law is dealing with. But the the line between culture, tradition, and masculinity is definitely there. Is there? All this while it's been there. But where it becomes a bit nuanced is when the toxicity mm. comes in. Comes and that in. is where a man is aggressive, you know, um, he's obviously irresponsible, but wouldn't accept his irresponsibility and wants to dump it on the woman, um, have a very toxic relationship with everybody else, not just the woman in his life, but the relationship between him and his children are toxic. The relationship between him and his and mind you, if you are subordinate to such a man, you are doomed. Yeah. And if you are a boss, you are doomed. Because whichever way, he will fight you. The disrespect will come yes. to you. Yeah. Because if you are a boss, I won't allow this woman to dictate to me. Mm -hmm. He will fight you. If you are a subordinate, then I must oppress you for you to obey me. So they are all around us. And this is how we produce them. But the lines are always drawn between culture, tradition, and masculinity. It's the toxicity that becomes a problem. Wow, um, very interesting. Um, I, I'm listening to you and I'm wondering who fuels this, this toxicity, men or women even more? Because I'm thinking about, um, for example, in, in the past when a woman is being beaten and she goes home, mm -hmm. you know, and, and she obviously you run home to your mom and your mom says, it's fine exactly like do you mm. know what been you know i've been through why mm. do you think that you can't you know so then it i i ask the question that who is fueling the the masculine the toxic masculinity is it the men or are we women also responsible for enabling it to continue this is very dicey because how can I say this against the people of my gender? You have to talk against the people of your gender. But when they say that women are our own enemies, I tend to agree as much. Mm. And it's, it's amazing and it's surprising that the things that were done to us, we want to see others go through the same thing. Um, I was beaten, so I wanted to be beaten. I'm unhappy, so I wanted to be unhappy. Mm -hmm. uh, I am... Um, uncomfortable so I want her to be uncomfortable but when it comes to the man then it's more like okay the man can go away scot-free with whatever he's doing because he is a man so for me um, on a scale of 1 to 10 I would say that basically women have fueled this against themselves mm. putting let's say the man on such a high pedestal and making the man look like a mini god you know, sort of sometimes, and putting ourselves under their feet. The moment we structure our organizations and other things like that, then, then we, yes, are fueling. We are fueling and perpetuating it at the same time mm. against mm. our own ourselves. Yes, because at the end of the day, the aggression is not going anywhere. It's coming back to you. Yeah, if I you are a wife. Oh, well, hello, Esinam. Nice of you to join us. <laughs> such such an introduction. What are you disagreeing about? Uh, what to? are you disagreeing about? I don't think that it's women who made it. So. Yes, so you see, so I said that carefully. 
Mm. If you, if you I, I think that um, it's the way society evolved. We came from the hunting gathering era, where the strongest were the ones leading. The person who had the ability to physically fight and subdue an animal was the one who made sure that there was food at home, you know. And and to be that kind of tough person, we have conditioned our mind to kill anything emotional, anything mental, in order to have the toughness to be able to go out, stand in the rain, not care about anything to get but to get money for the family. But that doesn't mean that we need to, you know, kill all our emotions and kill our emotional side in order to assume a certain toxic veil before we would be able to do what we're supposed to do for our family. Mm. But I think it's coming from there, you know. And what we have done is enable it. Do you get what I mean? I don't think we created the system. I think we have enabled that system where m- men are able to be their toxic selves, you know, because that is what we have grown used to. Now, instead of us looking at our children, because most of us, it's, we cannot change those we came with well we cannot effect any significant change the change would come from our children we nurturing our children into growing up to be more emotionally sensitive men to be because children as they're growing up they they grow up on let's say a level play playing field their innocence is as pure as ever it is we who socialize them into what to be we give them information as to what a man is supposed to be or what a woman is supposed to be according to our uh, standards Mm -hmm. and our perspectives so growing up what you heard is what you accepted now if you you've accepted it and built a level of conviction for it changing it is going to be very very Quite hard difficult yeah you know so i think that for our um our peers or our husbands and our brothers the best we can do is to lead them to, to the to light Christ. right <laughs> to the light but the ability to change or the change that we want would come when mothers impact their sons. We, we haven't actually gotten to change. We haven't even gotten there. Yeah, but <laughs> the argument... I mean, where I started from... I think involves naturally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, into, yes, into, it does. Into, it does. But, but, but the question is, who is fooling this toxicity? Who is and enabling it? Yes. Women. Oh, yes. So you don't actually disagree with yes, him? Yes, so you... But no, she said who... She, she mentioned somebody created it. No, so no, 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 no. The no, question no. was actually who is I enabling and who is fueling? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, Adipa started from the viewpoint of feminine, feminine, oh. feminist. It's all I, that word always gets started from that <laughs> viewpoint, and how it was born, how we even began to define it mm-hmm. as toxic. Mm-hmm. But I think what Esinam is also saying is that these toxic traits were actually always there from the beginning. They were survival and adapting coping mechanisms. Mm. You you get it. There were things that we had to assume to be a certain to, you to mean survive. Men had to assume. Yes, men had to assume to to survive. Imagine having to go to war. Most of the men who went for different wars come up come back with different mental illnesses in different different. Yeah, of course. I mean the trauma from war exactly. and all of that. So and, and and because we came from an era where you had to fight to eat. Mm. You had to fight to win. You had to fight to be ahead. Now you have to think to be ahead. But then you had to fight. To f- actually physically yes. fight. And so you couldn't afford 
any level of emotionality. You know, you can't afford to be an emotional being if you have to but, fight. But a lack of emotion yes, is not, not then toxicity. It's not toxicity. Because you don't have no, to but be that's exactly. evolved. Because so that lack again, of emotion has uh -huh, evolved. Has evolved. Into... Do you get it into? No, we don't into, get it. I need, okay. Because there are people what who I'm are saying. not emotional but are kind. Yeah. And they're not beating their wives. Right. So are you saying that the lack of feeling or the lack of empathy then you know, says, okay, well, I'm just going to beat you. So uh, I grew up in a home where my father was a soldier or something. My father, growing up, all my father would tell me is, you have to be, a, a man must be this way, a man must be that way, a man must be this way. It's an example. Reality. It's okay. an example. A man must be this way, a man must be that way. I'm growing up also learning different things from school. Mm. So then I have to combine the two concepts I'm learning, like school and exposure is teaching me that I'm supposed to be this way. My father, who also raised me, has also instilled in me these values, that this is how I'm supposed to be. So then I'm in the middle, I'm in a crossroads where sometimes I'm toxic, sometimes I'm nice. Or sometimes I'm kind, you know. And you find that with most African men, it's it's almost a balance of sometimes yeah. I'm toxic, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm kind. Nice. But the toxicity is like, and in the midst of it's an it's heightened in the midst of peers. I think that men also enable toxic masculinity in a lot of ways, and they enable it in public, and then they come and then they are nice to their women in private. Yes, because I mean, you look like yeah, you're the guy. You're washing your wife's clothes. A man is not supposed to do this. A man, you have to be a man. Where we 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 we. We spoke about culture, yep. tradition, socialization, yes. and toxicity. You see, yep. because um, we 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 have been socialized to admit that mm -hmm. a woman's a woman's role is in the kitchen, a man's role is to you know go and hunt. And not bring. necessarily kitchen. Now that they've said a woman, a woman takes care of the home. Okay. So it's not the woman is kitchen. the homemaker. Ex exactly. Uh, but kitchenara. <laughs> last, last. The heart of the home. If there's no food in the house. Last, last. Yeah. It's back to the kitchen. kitchen. You understand. So we have said that it is how we have been socialized right from the days of our grandmothers. And ours is better. Ours is a very nice story. When we have men who, you know, don't mind doing a lot of domestic stuff yep. to support us. Yes, I have a problem. I'm sorry, it was my problem. But it's, it's on what yes. When we you, you you said that we have a lot of men who <clears throat> are nice and they decide to support us. Yeah. I've noticed that in my interactions with people, their husbands, their fathers, and everything that when a man does something in the house, so for example, he does the dishes. Or he makes dinner or something. It's it's an event. Yes, we're it's supposed like to celebrate that the birthday. Like I'm helping you. You see, to clean the kitchen exactly. and, and the plates. That's exactly I my eating. point. Like I am helping but you I'm not helping by bathing for the baby or changing the. Like I'm helping. It's an so even though we've come. My point is that even though we've come far, it's still something we celebrate and and we actually are very, you know, wow, you know, this man is amazing. He helps me in the kitchen or he helps with the children. Anka, what should he do? <laughs> that is the question. That because the right question. now, the Whose real question is, is it? what is your infasso? Because economically, now, men now are matching women. 
women are matching oh, men. Now we, are, it, we both have the capacity. Now it's to end. sometimes 70 30. So. Yep. 70 30. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's 25 75. Well, sometimes it's 100 zero. <laughs> sometimes it's 100 zero. You ladies shouldn't do that. Please be kind. No, we are having an honest conversation. I know, but please be kind. 100 zero, dear. There are instances where women are earning more than men. So it's not a question of who earns and who is financially providing to the home. You live in the house, you have to take care of the house. See. If you're living alone, won't you take care of your own house? Maybe not. She has Amma to come and do the washing week oh. one. A queer comes to do the washing and cooking <laughs> week two. So what of those who don't have this list of women? You see, so... that. So we are back to the same point. At what point that does masculinity become toxic? Exactly. Okay, so now for a second, let's try and define masculinity. Uh-huh. What, what is the beauty in... Because we talk about the bad side a lot. So let's yeah. take a minute and just... And what is the beauty like go- in a, the masculine... A, a good apart man. from a tight butt and six-pack, like a six-pack. <laughs> what is wow, the beauty... Wow, it's not limited to just it's that. All, I, I'm saying, that's what I mean. What is the beauty in the masculine? Because let's celebrate that and then we can... You see that the line between yes. So So for you... So for me, for me a, a good man is... A good masculine energy. So mas- the masculine, masculine energy, energy for me is is more of guidance, protection, Leadership. support. Support being the most important for me because I have my journey I'm moving on. He has his journey, he's moving on. I'm coming into his life to support with everything I've got. He's supposed to be able to come to support me with everything he's got as well. And the well. two energies are so different. The masculine exactly. energy. Exactly. The, the support from energy. a man, Very the support different. from a woman, they are distinct. And I, like I have seen support firsthand. Hmm. Somebody who is there who who is there to hold you. You know that whatever happens, if you if I did a trust fall right now, he will be there to hold me. That is masculine energy. Somebody who hears you out knows what's going on in your life offers solutions to your problems offers support can we pray about this can we do this can we do that can we do this direction guidance because the same energy i am feeding back to him mm-hmm. the same nurturing um energy in my own femininity enjoying who i am as an individual versus who he is as an individual and again for the fact that he's a man the strength and everything that he comes with Fantastic. Because a man's strength, I mean, so if you're listening to us and maybe this is the first time that you're hearing about masculine energy versus feminine energy, I think we should just, maybe just two minutes, kind of just take us through a bit of the, the differences between, because you talk, if we talk about strength, for example, there's the masculine masculine energy level of strength and then there's the feminine energy yes. level of strength. Yes. And they're very different. They're very yes. different. So can we just talk about that a little bit so that, you know, our listeners kind of really get a sense of, of what we're... I think biologically men and, dif- men and women oh, are yes. different. Mm. And men are stronger physically, physically, physically. Yeah. than than women. That's what they say, but then we also know that a woman who goes through la- um, labor feels it's, the it's, pain it's, it's of like still, 160 it's still, something it's still, not, it's still not the same, you see. Physically, it's, the ability that's, that's to physically. lift heavy things. You the know, ability to, yeah. The strength, the like physical strength. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what metro. we're talking about. Metro. 
Uh-huh. Women, uh, men have the capacity to do that. But the woman's capacity the to give strength, birth. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that is God-given. The and, strength and, to be able to give birth. That was a man, a man can never have it. Enduring, the endurance, good. I think that women... Or we should give it a better way, long-suffering. <laughs> women. Hmm. I think we yeah. were able so, to endure... And I think that that's one thing. It's not to celebrate um, ha- uh, suffering per se, but we're able to tolerate it if we have to. Mm. We're able to survive. Women are survivors for for the most part. And most, most times, in most times, women are multipliers. Mm. Yes. You know, they add things to your life. They pick what you have your in a zero and then, and then they multiply it. So even if you have just Gary and Stu, she'll find a way to make the Gary photo, Gary Gary photo for you. Gary, yeah, some you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the woman will find different ways to be able to multiply the existing things you have. So if you are, you see that you are, you keep spiraling down, it means that what you already had was negative energy and that's why it keeps going down, down, yeah. down. You know? So you yourself, first of all, feel yourself with what's good surround yourself with what's positive and then your woman's influence on your life and the feminine energy will be felt i think also feminine energy thrives in a safe masculine environment mm-hmm. a woman is her best self when she has the best partner best masculine yeah. partner mm-hmm. i've i watched a certain podcast they were there were four black men who were talking about their relationships, how dear they met. Dear future wifey, was it dear future wifey? I, I don't okay, remember the, the name, but I, I think I saw an excerpt of it on on TikTok or Instagram, and they were talking about how they met their wives, mm. and it was the first time I actually heard men describe the the, the, the feeling. feeling of meeting their wives. They mm. were actually in tune with themselves emotionally. And they were narrating how they felt. It's like, I've not seen any other person who's as beautiful as her. Like, they were talking about it in a way, and I'm like, this is not common. No, it's not. You don't find this a lot, but a woman will thrive with a man like that. Yeah, she'll blossom. Because he is, he in himself knows his emotions. He's emotionally intelligent. Mm. I think masculinity also should come with emotional Emotional intelligence. intelligence. I wouldn't say comes with. No, no, not not yet. Yes. Okay, so generally, men are not naturally emotionally intelligent because I always say that we have the sixth sense. A woman can, you know, determine something a kilometer away and a man has no idea Yep. And Even so, after he has passed that kilometer, yes, Fam. he has no idea. <laughs> Can meet it, but meet for me, the, the, the masculine energy is leadership. Mm. It's leadership. Support, yes. But everything, you know, comes together under leadership. A man must have the vision that the woman is going to help him carry. So if you don't have any vision, why are we here? So you can't offer the kind of leadership the woman wants. It's not like a woman cannot lead herself. Do women no. do women want leadership? Question. Don't we? We want support. I don't know if we, we want, want an environment. We want we want an environment where we can blossom, where we can. Everybody grow. wants an That's environment all. that that she can blossom in. But I am saying that essentially, if the man is not leading you to the right places to even find yourself. Right. Are we dependent on on men to we lead are us not, to find no, ourselves? No, no. I'm not coming at you. Yes, I'm just I trying to understand. Let's 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 let me settle. Mm-hmm. What okay. I mean to say is, 
you see, a man carries a certain vision. A woman also carries his. Mm. Why do you need support? It's because you have a certain kind of vision. But you are coming together as a couple because you are trying to move a certain grand vision to a certain destination, to a certain point. That grand vision, because of the nuances or because of how it is, must be carried through the vision of the man that we are going here. That is leadership. <laughs> Tell me what your problem is. I don't know whether anyone you are. I'm just on I'm not with you on it. You, okay, I'm, so I'm, what's I'm your challenge? Struggling. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling because, str- because I, I'm thinking believe- about what you said, and I'm thinking that if I know where I'm going and you know where you're going, I'm not trusting you to get me to where I'm going. I want security, safety, support, and fun. Good. I don't necessarily Fantastic. need your vision or your guide. Like I kind of know no, where I'm see, going anymore. Then otherwise, then there will be no need. I mean, we are digressing, but otherwise there will be no need for that company. There is no. need. There uh-huh. is need. But that's but why, for that's what vision. I keep saying every time, that th- there's nobody in their leadership role. It's a partnership. It's a union. It is me in my own, as my own self, as my own individual, and you as a, your own individual. We come together. We have, we create what we call a shared vision. So our shared vision is for what both of us want to achieve together. But as an individual, I have my own goals and you have your own goals. Indeed. We have a shared vision, but somebody must own the vision for us to go. It's a shared vision. It only becomes something on the drawing board. But somebody must own it. Even but, but how about if it's like a car? Both of us own the car. Sometimes you drive, sometimes, sometimes I, I drive. Good. But I'm saying that we are trying to highlight the beautiful side of men, right? Okay, yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> so on that so score, when they lead in that way, exactly. Mm. That is what I am trying to okay. to drive at. That at that point, it's not like we are subservient to them. I've kept on saying You've that. You said that so many times. Yes, but it's we we count on their leadership. It's like we have a shared vision to sit in this car and get to this destination. But please, can you drive? I'll give you the support you need from where I sit. And please, will you give me the support I need to... Or will you listen to me when I say that this road has potholes? Because I can see from where I sit that just some few meters away, there's, it, it's not even a pothole, it's a ditch. Okay, so there's, is there two of exactly. you working to, okay. together? Okay. But under the guidance, sort of, mm. of the man leading the entire process for us to obtain a shared vision to get there okay i think i understand what you're saying yes so that's one of the beautiful aspects oh, of I, it's enough, doesn't masculine. i understand i don't agree but i understand oh, you get you get I understand. at this point i don't like yeah i mean the beautiful things about masculinity oh, are the leadership the support for me leadership when a man says that i want to lead you i'm like do you actually understand what you're saying because it means that when anything goes wrong 
you are responsible. Something is wrong, you fix it. If there's an issue with a kid's school, you fix it. If I'm not well and I can't show up for something, you are doing it. If I have an assignment due and you say you are leadershiping in the house, then yo, you do the research and you help me out when I'm sick. It means that will you give me a cold bath if my temperature... For me, that's what leadership is. It's, it's taking care of. That's what leadership is for me. It's okay. taking care of. It's being the person that is responsible. It's like, okay, we need And for this. me, I interpret that as support. Okay, yeah. so maybe we are saying the same thing. But uh-uh. from but <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I think it's in our So I am saying something different. But anyway, let's we yeah. digress. <laughs> I think we've been trying to celebrate the things Man. that we you know we look for as well. But tonight we're actually if you just tuned in, we're talking about toxic max masculinity and we took a second to, you know, kind of just enjoy the things about men, the masculinity of men, which is different from what women are. The things, one of the things that I really enjoy about men is um, how they can spend the whole Saturday morning washing and cleaning the cars. Yes. It's, it's, you know, the toys, the opening of, of the TV to just fix it. Those, those are very masculine things. The, um, even sometimes this innest need to take control in the bedroom or, or you know, like just that. that oh, yes, we like that. Too. Yeah, I mean, those are, you know, they're taking care of. Those, those are we the like things. that masculinity very much. Wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, you but then you up. see these things that we enjoy can also can become toxic. So, yeah. for example, yeah. if we're talking about sex, it will become toxic when you want to control and dominate all the time in the bedroom and you're not allowing the woman to also express herself sexually. That is it. So that's when something that is masculine, masculinely beautiful becomes toxic. toxic. Yeah. Or when... So interesting um, conversation I was having with Kojangs and he was telling me that in the same um, toxicity issue that... It used to be nice when you're dating someone and they're calling you and they're like, oh, are you okay? Where are you? What's up? What time are you coming home? But now when you try to do that, some women are like, this is toxic. And I was trying to explain to him that it's a thin line between where are you, babe? Because I'm a little worried, you know, and where are you, babe? Like now when you get home, there's going to be an argument because you said you were going to be home at eight o'clock and not home at eight o'clock. And mm-hmm. did you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that thin line between the chivalry mm. and then the toxicity. toxicity. Yes. So now let's talk about how we deal with it. How do we say, Isinam, how do we say, um, what came into my head was no good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say, how do we say, I want you to care about me. So I want you to worry if you haven't heard from me in, let's say, four hours. And yeah. call me and be kind. But I don't want you to be controlling or communicate mm. that in a way that makes me feel like I have to stop what I'm doing and come home. Yeah. Because that's the issue, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it, I think that when we communicate our needs, we need to be very clear. I, I, I don't think in this part of our world we, we know how to communicate our needs to our mm-hmm. partners. I think most often we, we assume that they, they should observe they should, and yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. Automatically, no. Mind true, readers. True telekinesis mm. and telepathy. <laughs> we, I will know what's going on, on in your, your head. But do you know that when a mother trains her son well, 
Mm-hmm. It is not difficult for him to understand the basics yes, of yes, women. Yes. I think Esinam has said this, and that can't be more true, you see. Because. Did uh, we interrupt you? Yes. Sorry. But it's fine. Finish. Please finish. Okay. So in in being able to talk about your feelings, in being able to talk about your not necessarily your feelings, your needs, I think that it will come back to my point that I've been making for the past six months. Know yourself. When you know yourself, you you are able to spot what you need in this moment. Most often, when we are fighting, is because a need of ours have not been met. Mm. But sometimes you are in, unable to know what Identify need it is. What it is. What exactly you Why need. Because you may be crying that that the the tap is not flowing. Meanwhile, you are just. Meanwhile, hungry. you are just you you just need to sleep. Yeah, that too. Or maybe you just need to eat. Or sometimes it, you need sugar. Mm. Sometimes you just need to hug your partner, and you'll be fine. But or you miss somebody. You miss your mother, you, but you don't even know that you miss your mother because you're not in tune with yourself. You're not listening to your body. You're not listening to your heart. You're not listening to your mind. So you can't even communicate to your partner that this is what I need. So maybe, yes, you like it that he cares about you, but it's becoming excessive. I think, unfortunately, we won't be able to catch it till it's gotten it's got to the point where you cannot come back. You know, that's unfortunate. But when it happens, you should be able to say... Babe, I I appreciate you calling me and to check on me and all that. But sometimes when you say it like this, like this, like this, I feel this way, this way, this way. And your response as babe shouldn't be, then it's okay, I won't call you at all. Thank you. Which is like a standard. You should be able to listen to, to the feedback and say, okay, then how would you want me to? Or what, in what way do you think I can best show you that I care for you yeah. without having to be excessive? Or controlling. Or controlling. Mm-hmm. You see, mm. such a communication can... It, I'm just sharing an opinion, but it can probably happen eh, when your man... Not sex. No, oh, please. Not everything, everything is easier. Um, every, every conversation is easier. Okay. He's half asleep anyway, so he'll <laughs> Okay, but, <sighs> but, but if that man is not naturally socialized in a certain way under a very toxic and dysfunctional environment... Because, you see, he grew up seeing daddy shout at mommy, where are you? So to him... It is natural yes. for him to ask, where are you? Because that is where he's able to exercise his dominance over you to know that I am your spouse. I am your... Come home now. Yeah, come home now. I'm waiting to see. So hmm. it, it, it's <laughs> about the kind... And it, it, it happens a lot. If somebody is brought up in a very dysfunctional and toxic environment, hmm. trust me, Regardless of how hard you try, learn, yes, learn everything, yes, to change him or to help him or her, you know, evolve and and come out of such a thing, it's an uphill task. So one, know yourself, but also know the background of your spouse or of the person. Preferably before you marry them. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) But if you ignore a lot of red flags, you see, whilst you are dating, he's shouting. You know, he's doing a few things. 
he's been aggressive. He's shouting and you think it's sexy. Yes. Yeah. You know, or he's um, excessively attached to you and you think that is gay. Mm. Please. He's looking for space to cut everybody off and abuse you. Yeah. You understand? So it's about knowing the background of the other person too. Mm. And if you think you can't endure, yes, I told somebody, please, this one run. Don't don't think twice. Don't 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 say you are going to take a decision. There's no decision to be made. There is no go because this is something that has started in a relationship. Mm. And before you know it, it is blossomed in a marriage. And when it flowers like that, it's going to bear fruit mm. and a lot of it. Mm. And you will have, you will be the sole beneficiary of the fruit. Of the fruit. And if it's bitter, you have to eat it for the rest of your life. So know the background of your partner as well, because some people are naturally toxic because of what they have experienced mm. in life and how they have mm -hmm. been socialized. The environment in which they grew up. Some boys went through such excessive abuse when they were young or when they were at secondary mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. You know, when you meet a lot of boys, they talk about the little, little bullying, you know, that happened at secondary school. Some of these things really had an impact yeah. on them because True. they were more like initiation rights mm. into manhood. Into toxic masculinity. Yes. And those things, instead of them teaching them that, oh, men must be this man, was, was, was being used to teach them that if you're a man, you have to dominate like this. Yeah. Which, this which brings me to the point where men are mostly the victim of toxic masculinity, but mostly they don't know. Mm. They are unable to know how toxic masculinity is even affecting them. Because we, they haven't defined what good, pure, beautiful masculinity is. is. Yeah. Because you think that having headache just because you are the sole provider and you are the sole protector and you are the man of the house and you are keeping everything to yourself Self means that you are, you which are is a man. A lot more men commit suicide yeah. than women. Because women, we will talk about Agreed. our problems, but men will. Let me just quickly do um, the messages. Islam, can you do them for me? I think you have a better view. Okay. Good evening, Enimwa and your knowledgeable panel. Toxic masculinity has been with us since Adam. And in our part of the world, it is so because most of the responsibilities in the society are left for men to perform, even if women can perform. And by so doing, eventually results in men being so powerful in our society. And that is from Ike, the chancellor from Kumase. Another one says, good evening, Enimwa and the whole Kabudo. Wow, what a word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Am I getting the word from Nungwa? Thank you for the message. This is quite an interesting conversation. Please, is it safe to say that toxic masculinity is generational? Mm. Like a father will train his son to be toxic just because he was also taught to be same, especially those who are raised in rural areas. Because majority of our Gen Zs, I can say, are learned and slowly moving away from that notion. I stand to be corrected, though. I agree with you that it is generational. Very great discussion from... This is from Vincent in Accra. It's funny when you see women who complain about masculine toxicity continue raising their sons to be the same way. Please, to be fair to both genders, discuss toxic femininity All right, okay. next time. Okay, it also exists. All right. Hi, ladies. We have to let women be women and men be men by nature with a few overlaps no matter how educated indians chinese nepalese etc are they maintain this balance 
Divorce is very low in these cultures because there's no battle for roles. Even 60 plus years ago, divorce was low in the West until they tried to change. Unfortunately, we Africans migrate to the West, switch to the Western way, and divorce has increased in our black communities. Please let women be women by nature and let men be men by nature. Ike in the USA sent it. Okay. Anymore, your one-sided conversation is so unfortunate. Oh. Saying because women contribute 70-75% more than men, women should rub shoulders with men in terms of leadership, work at home, etc. is absurd. Are you implying that the women who contribute more should be in charge? Then many women will be sorry in their marriages because any man who contributes more would be or should be a dictatorian. Be be balanced in your submission. I don't know if you no, caught the whole conversation. Maybe not. That. Yeah. No. Let's do this last one and then we have. Okay. To go. So, good evening, beautiful submissions on the topic of toxic masculinity and its effects on society. I agree to an extent that society needs to reform, but sometimes the minority groups play the ostrich because in certain circumstances, women get to take foothold in society, and the noise goes down for personal interest. There are multiple ways women 